0: I wake up excited every day about the possibility of transcending through art. Expansion of your own capacity through learning and experimentation has been involved in much of the development of your work. Through these stretching experiences through the creation journey, how has this impacted who you've become thus far? I continue to change and uh, evolve. When I was a young artist, uh, actually my first day of art school, I had an experience where I went to the Baltimore Museum of Art in Baltimore, uh, Maryland, in the U.S. And I realized when I went to the museum that I knew nothing about art. I didn't know different artists. I didn't know Cézanne. I didn't know Brock. I didn't know the history. And I went back to my art school, and I was given an art history lesson that day, and it transformed my life. And this lesson spoke about a Manet painting. And in the Manet painting, it was called Olympia. The professor spoke about how the black cat over in the right corner had meaning in 19th century France. The position of Olympia related to Goya's work. And all of a sudden I realized that it was a vehicle that so effortlessly was gonna connect me to philosophy and psychology, theology, physics, aesthetics, really all all the things in this exhibition of shine that you can see uh, taking place, all the different dialogues. And so from that moment, I wake up excited every day about the possibility of transcending through art. And it has never weakened, it's never, you know, uh, in any way been a less intense experience than it was that first day. We all know how consumerism has inevitably influenced contemporary art. So would you then say that contemporary art could be considered a consumer good too today? You know, Rano, I think that over history, the life, everyday life, of course, is what permeates and becomes the material of what we have to, to talk about, what we respond to. I believe that, you know, art's this uh, a vehicle that helps us show a history of what it was like to be human at this time with our understanding of the world. And so there's always some sense of of commerce to a certain degree involved with uh, art today and the world that we live. Uh, Only how artists support themselves. Uh, They don't have the the patron that they had in the past where they could be independent of a, a market system. But I don't believe that economics is really the driving force or the driving interest of artists. I started off just wanting to, you know, participate in the dialogue of art and wanting to be part of a larger group of people, you know, to, to be in discourse with people like, uh, you know, Manet or Dali, uh, uh, Picabia, Duchamp, and my friends, uh, just everybody, the excitement, the, the vitality, the life energy to be involved in this dialogue of what art can be. The idea of the art has grown and there's so many more people talking about art. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by art. They think that they have to know more about it. They have to come to the art conversation pre-prepared with information. And of course, you never have to bring anything other than yourself. Everybody is perfect in their own history. Art is always about the essence of your own potential, and this moment forward. But because of that insecurity, I think people speak about peripheral things like money, economics, because they'll see how art is in some ways replacing some other institutions or some other areas where uh, people have had involvement in the past. But uh, I don't think that money is what's of interest in uh, art. I don't look at an artwork and think about money. I look at an artwork and I think about the ability that it has to inform me about life experience. And hopefully it can make me more courageous, that I can be more open to life and accept being in the moment and uh, to transcend. Society has become increasingly more intoxicated with their own identity. So how has the perception of your audience shifted to reflect this societal shift? You know, there has been a a change. And I think the technology, different medias that have become very accessible to people have affected the way they uh, view the world, the way they capture uh, life experience. The way people view art, they interact with art has changed. I think people will go to exhibitions and they're trying to uh, capture exhibitions in their phones instead of just kind of observing the artwork itself and letting it kind of uh, be absorbed uh, inward. So in many ways, it's amazing how technology and society, we have so much more information. We can have almost everything known to humankind at our fingertips at one moment. We can investigate uh, everything. But at the same time, uh, people do not open themselves up to life experience. And we're getting further and further away from that. And in the past, you can imagine in the time of like Titian, Titian would make a painting like pastoral uh, concert. I mean, it's really about being in nature and being open and interacting with people and feeling the vitality of life, of desire, the senses what it means to be a human being in this world, in this landscape. And we're very far from that right now. And I think that it's uh, very, very healthy that we can try to stay connected to uh, our past, stay connected to really what it means to our, our senses, to stay involved with uh, our senses, our biological uh, uh, memory, and to try to open ourselves up to the world. When you speak about opening oneself up to the world, I think of a clamshell. And you know, a clamshell is closed, but if we can open ourselves up to experience, and it's, uh, it's visceral, a lot comes at us. And there can be a sense of danger that happens there. There's also a uh, great pleasure. But uh, people are fearful of that. And we like to shrug it off. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very open. Uh, but actually, we're very closed it's really the opposite. And technology has kept us more and more away from interacting with people. The greatest reward comes from the confidence to open oneself up to interact with other people. Your works uh, give us wide perspective of our time, joining together uh, different sources of references, often hidden under innocent uh, layer of playfulness. Why are you so interested in seducing the users uh, of, your, of your works by putting them in front of their most intimate contradictions? When I think about art and the power that it has really to transform our lives and make us master human beings, I think back to my youth and when I was younger and how there was no judgment. As uh, children, we're very, very open to experience, and we can love uh, the color blue for blue, you know, the sky for the sky. We're open to everything. But eventually, we start making judgments. Assertive uh, judgments really end up segregating you from the world. They segregate things of, oh, I don't like that, this isn't so good. Instead of practicing uh, a judgment, if we practice acceptance it's the opposite and we bring everything in and everything is perfect in its own being and when you have everything there everything can be incorporated it can be brought into uh, the dialogue of of what you're doing and i really believe that acceptance is how we walk out of plato's cave that's uh, how we're able to reach a higher level of consciousness in our daily lives, we, we come across these uh, situations where we deal with polarities. Polarities are in nature. It's at the kind of the heart of, uh, uh, of atoms. There has to be an acceptance of the polarities. The polarities are perfect also in their, uh, their own being. But complete acceptance, and I think of following one's interest, is really what takes us to that connecting kind of metaphysical uh, vocabulary of uh, human history. In your interviews, you often speak about the importance of art as a vehicle for the expansion of the self. More specifically, pop art, fashion, and culture have always been targets of judgments about superficiality and the commodification of desires. Yet in 2021, why it's still necessary to explain that a shiny sculpture, a piece of clothing, and the act of dressing can function as tools for expressing your very own ethos. Do you think people are looking inward too little and by doing so, not exploring their sensibilities? Culture uh, sometimes can be very judgmental. There can be a lot of polarities that are uh, uh, taking place in culture. And there's a lot of confusion. I think the idea of desire. I think desire is fantastic and I look at my favorite artists. I I look at artists like Titian, Giorgione, people that have really dealt with desire show just how beautiful it is. I mean our bodies, uh, our biology is uh, based in desire. The whole idea of procreation and everything about life. So to feel segregated from desire never seems to make sense to me. And if we think about the things that shine, this exhibition uh, uh, called Shine, I mean, Shine is uh, really about the, kind of the concept of facing the light. And just as a plant will turn and, you know, put its energy towards the sun for photosynthesis and uh, to get that uh, type of energy, biology functions the same way. And so the idea of of shine and shine is a a symbol of transcendence it has been throughout history you can look at all different theologies and the idea of uh, people radiating and wanting to be connected to the power of light is kind of a consistent uh, thing so if i hear about people being attracted to you know a shiny object uh, a shiny object is fantastic because again it's a symbol of transcendence. It's like the water, the glistening of light across the water. It's a a form of abstraction. I think as an individual we have to learn how to trust in ourselves and once we learn how to trust in ourselves and we can love ourselves then we can go outward into the world and when you go out into the world then you can connect with the abundance of everything. Absolutely everything's there. But that surface of the object, that aspect of shine, to me is really kind of a reference of everything. And the surface itself, what's on the inside, that identity of self, love can also be there on the inside. But the idea of of reflecting the environment is showing to be in tune with the environment to be aware of the environment, to interact with the environment. And that's really life experience. I love the philosopher John Dewey. And John Dewey will say, what life is is an organism having an interaction with the world and uh, the world having an effect on the organism. But then it's also the organism will have an effect on the world. And that's true communication. That's life experience. What do you think is the next step for contemporary art, given that in today's society, the definition has become so wide and inclusive that sometimes it's meaning, it's blurred and lost in translation. It's a great time, first of all, to be a contemporary artist. And so a new generation of artists uh, also coming up there. You know, you have an opportunity to really create and find meaning of what art can be, how it can function in society and it's wonderful that people kind of take the responsibility to let art uh, participate and uh, to be functioning as broadly and as powerfully as possible you know i think that people empathy to be able to to communicate to have really uh, the purest form of communication with each other this is really kind of the platform that art Creates it's it's about communication. When you make something, you make it. You're communicating with yourself, and you go through this uh, process of self-discovery. But eventually, you get as much pleasure showing it to somebody else as you do for yourself. And the more you make, the more you feel that way. So that opportunity of having true communication of, you know, what is this life experience about? You know, how can not only, you know, I, the person who creates something, but you, the person viewing something, how can we together, how can we share this experience, learn from each other, and have a a stronger, more relevant uh, understanding of what our potential is? I mean, I think that's always at the basis of art. And I think that it has been in the past, and I think it uh, will be in the future. And when I say in the past, I mean, people in, kind of prehistoric times that would have made something like the Les uh, they Venus. they're, They're contemplating, you know, what does it mean to be in this situation that we're in? And, you know, how can we protect ourselves? How can we learn more? You know, it's about this moment and how we can have a greater understanding of what our position in this moment, and to make more of it.